0: Yeah, I, I, um, I'm excited to come to you guys this morning um, and, and it's gonna be a little bit different and so I wanna tell you that up front as Gary just kind of told you, we're gonna spend some time praying um, as, as I was getting ready for, for this um, and the merger of course coming next week. I just really felt like it was a opportune time for us as a body of Christ to come together and really just um, do what God has called us to do. And a part of that is just to release what he's doing already in heaven down here on earth. But it's also to come to him as a good father, say, God, we, we, we need your help in this. And it's so many beautiful things have happened behind the scenes. And you guys have been a part of some of the services that have been going on back and forth, um, but it's like, oh my goodness, this is about to happen. You know, as, as, and I'm so glad, Gary, you referenced this as like a marriage because as I was preparing, that kind of came up to me and I thought, oh, I don't know if that's going to be weird. But, but it is. It's, it's two becoming one. And uh, so if any married folk in here, you know that the, the, the excitement that's leading up to wedding day, right? Uh, and, and all of those things that are involved with that. Um, But all of you wedding or marriage folks, you also know the uh, unique privilege, uh, the unique challenges and all of those kinds of things that come along the way the longer that you're married as well okay so we're just going to ask for the lord's grace at the tail end of this and just ask him to begin to do something supernatural because he's already been doing something supernatural and we just want to be a part of that process and letting him do what he wants to do so Prepare yourselves. You guys are going to pray and you're going to get in groups and do that, okay? And I'll coach you in that in here in a little bit, but I just want you to know that is coming. <gasps> We're going to pray during church. Yes, we are. Okay. Novel idea. Okay. So I'm going to start here. If you want to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16, and, and a part of this, um, it, it's going to be a short teaching today. Um, a shorter, and and because I just want to, I want to give us a brief um, encouragement to the fact of why we should be praying, and then when we pray, my my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will land on this revelation and cause some some. Um, some new prayers. And if I can, I actually I just want to share this. During worship, I felt like the Lord was saying, actually I want to upgrade not only our prayers, but the prayers of the church. Like we we really need to learn how, how to take the place of authority, which is what we're getting ready to talk about, and pray. And so, um, and so, um, I felt like the Lord is saying, I'm actually, for those that are willing to receive, is gonna receive a, a, a promotion in our prayer lives. And so I don't know if you want that, but I want that. And so I wanna just start by praying and then we'll, then we'll get to Matthew 16. So Father, we love you. And um, I'm, it's, it's amazing what you're doing in the world today. And I, I, sometimes I wish God that, that the headlines of all of our newspapers would show the beauty of Jesus and the testimony of Jesus because it's more powerful, it's more hopeful than all the other headlines that are out there in the world today. Because as Gary read this morning out of Colossians, Jesus, you are preeminent. You are the king of kings and you are reconciling all things in heaven and on earth by the blood that you shed on the cross. And that's what we stand on right now. We stand on the fact that you are actually fixing all the broken pieces in our lives and in our neighbor's lives and in the world right now. And God, we know that in the as we live out in these days and these seasons ahead, that the light will get brighter, but also the dark is getting darker at the same time. But it is an opportunity, God, for us even right now, even today, to... to to soak in the light of your presence and to receive, God, from you everything that you have ordained before the beginning of the world for us to walk in so that the exaltation of Jesus would be known amongst the nations. So, God, I'm asking right now that you would upgrade our prayer life. Even today, even those that are scared to pray with other people or pray in public, God, I pray that, that, that you would open their, their, their spirit, man and woman, this morning. God, that they would just know it's as simple as saying, Jesus, I love you. God, I pray that you would unleash us um, to, be, to be your agents here on earth in a whole other way. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Matthew 16, um, oh, it's the only verse I didn't put in my notes. I've got to look it up. Sorry. Matthew 16, verses 13 and following. Okay. Okay, Matthew 16, 13 and following. Okay. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples Who do people say um, the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah, but still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven." Um, The first thing I want to note in this passage is this. Um, I I can't go into the depth of all of it today, so just bear with me as I make some bullet points here. Uh, But again, it's for the specific purpose of us praying today. Um, The Greek word there for church, like on this rock, I will build my church. And and P.S. right there, when he says on this rock, he's not talking about Peter, okay? Okay. You know, Peter does mean rock, but God, Jesus is doing something else with Peter at that moment. But he says, on this rock, and rock is literally the statement of what he asked his disciples when he said, who do people say that I am? And he says, you're Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the Colossians 1 guy that we just read about. You're the one that was sent to reconcile all things. And Jesus is like, it's on that reality that I'm going to build my church, Okay. So the the interesting thing here is this, the Greek word for church right there, which by the way, is predominant through most of the New Testament, is the word ekklesia, okay? This is a completely different idea for most of us when it comes to us thinking and experiencing church on a regular basis. Because for the Greeks, ekklesia was not a, a religious term, okay? It's not like Jesus pulled out a new word out of heaven and said, now you are my ekklesia. No, this was a common word that everybody would have seen and known and understand. So the Greeks used it because it was a, it was a governmental legislative uh, word, okay? And I'm just going to read this to you. It's, it's a political and governmental term. In the Greek context, this was a group of people that were summoned together to govern the affairs of the city. Then the Romans took this and did a little bit more with it. In the Roman context... Um, Not only did they do the same thing and initiate legislation and rule in the city, but they also then, that body, the Ecclesia, became the ambassadors of the Roman emperor himself, carrying his authority and instituting Roman rule and culture in newly acquired cities. Okay? Now, to sum all that up real quick, it's this. the the minds of the disciples in this moment, and when Jesus is saying on the statement that I am king, I am the anointed one, and I'm going to come and make everything right. On that statement and that reality, I'm going to build a governmental, spiritually governmental system of people who will listen and have direct access to the emperor or the king of all kings and from that place they will have my authority and they will begin to put my heart and my culture and my values into every facet of society i.e. bringing the culture of heaven to earth that is what did jesus how did jesus teach his disciples to pray father you're amazing no one is like you you're holy and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How does Jesus want his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven? It's through you and through me. Pretty, pretty cool, huh? That's the kind of authority that Jesus is talking about in this statement. He goes, you guys actually are supposed to be like Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 through 28. And it was, it was God's intended purpose. You don't have to flip there. But basically, God created man and woman. And he said, I'm going to bless you. Now go and be fruitful and multiply. And then he says, I want you to subdue the earth. And I want you to rule. And I'm going to give you dominion over everything that you can see. Now granted, think about this for a second. At the beginning of time, the only thing that was around was the earth, birds, cows, fish, those kinds of things. There wasn't governments. There wasn't structures. There wasn't businesses. There wasn't education. There wasn't any of that stuff. There was God and them. And he goes, but I want you to rule over everything that you can see. Everything that you can touch. Everything that I've created, I want you to rule over. Reference Colossians 1 again that Gary read this morning, which I think was beautiful. It was this. Who created all things and all things were created through him whether thrones or dominions, all of that was created by Jesus, right? So we can take what God was doing in Genesis chapter one and we can look right here and Jesus is like going, this is what I'm reenacting. It got lost in sin. It got lost over all of the years. But I want you now to rule on earth. How often do we have the mindset and have the the... The boldness and the confidence to see and to release the legislation of heaven, the way things are supposed to be on earth as it is in heaven. I think this 10,000 lives is a pretty awesome opportunity to do some of that if we've never done it before. So let's move on. I gotta move on. Then it says, whatever you bind and loose, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Another way of saying that That which you forbid on earth must be that which is already forbidden in heaven. And that which you permit on earth must be that which is already permitted in heaven. What's that saying? Again, bring the culture and the government system of heaven here on earth, right? The other thing I want to note real quick is this. He says what? The gates of Hades will not prevail. What's he saying? It's time to push back everything that Satan has been doing all of these years previously to Jesus arriving. And he said, now it's time for us to take our stand to push back against everything that the enemy had done. And he said, it's time to take it back and more. Because Jesus is alive and well today. Okay, and so so we we and can I say this with, with as much grace as possible? And it's not just journey. I say it for the church as a whole and all the churches that I've been a part of. We 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 have such a self centric fo- focus of, of church. Like we want to just come here, and it's it's almost like it's a it's a it's a it's, it's an emergency ward, or I can't remember what you guys call it here, EA or a e a- huh Andy. and yeah that and so it's like it's it, but it's like it's almost like every week we just got to wobble in and go oh, okay i got i got my shot i'm a little bit better until next week and it's like, this is a completely different picture. Is that okay that that happens? Yes, yes, yes. Is that all important? Is just gathering together all and, and nurturing each other? Yes, that's all a part of it. But this specific aspect of going, we need to walk in and we need to be going, how can we now usher in what heaven is doing? And when we come together on Sunday mornings, can we actually pray what's on God's heart and release that in prayer in the spiritual realm so that we see the enactment of that on earth? Okay. That's good for that. So here's what I want to do. Um, Well, let me just say this. You and I carry power. Not our own. But when we are in relationship with Jesus, and he's fixing our heart, and he's fixing our mind, and he's removed all of our sin. The old man is now dead. The, the new man is now alive. He said, he, he, he said to his disciples in Matthew 28, he said, hey guys, here's the deal. I've told you I was going to give you authority. I was going to give you the keys to the kingdom, which keys are a symbol of authority. I'm going to give you that. And he says, now go and make disciples of all nations, Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you, and I will be with you always. You see, here's a statement of Jesus going, okay, now it's time for you guys to do everything that you saw me do. You saw me push back against the gates of Hades the last three years that you've walked with me, Jesus is saying. You've seen how I've done it through proclaiming the gospel, you've seen how I've done it through demonstrating the gospel. You've seen it when literally the spiritual realm is getting um, um, thrusted out of people. You're seeing it when when the bodies of people are actually being healed. You're seeing it when supernatural things begin to happen and people go, where did all this food come from when I was preaching to 5,000 people? You're seeing the reality of heaven released on earth. And Jesus goes, now I believe in you I'm behind you. I've called you my son and daughter, and now I'm giving you an authority, a badge to wear, where everywhere you go, you have my backing to institute this. So go. And that's just as much for them, or that's just as much for us as it was for them. So what's one of the ways in which we enact the authority of heaven on earth. One of the predominant ways I believe, and the Bible teaches us this, is just through prayer. This is one of the reasons I believe we need an upgrade in our prayer lives. We need an upgrade in our prayer lives in our our own secret place, in our times with the Lord, on our own, and with our families. But we also need it as we come together as a church. We have to learn how to pray corporately. It's been lost in most cases. So, that's what we're gonna go after today and guess what it's okay if we're not good at it so I just want to dismiss that right now it's okay if we're not good at it but it's here in scripture and we've been asked to partner with him in this and so we're gonna we're gonna put a step forward in this we're gonna put a step yeah, yeah whatever and, and it's and we're gonna step into the grace that God gives us to pray um, Ephesians 6, and I find this interesting, it says this. You guys are familiar with this passage probably. Um, It's at the very end of Ephesians. He starts talking about the spiritual battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Okay? Push back the gates of hell. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Guys, this is where we have governmental rule. We have governmental rule in this area, okay? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given to you by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all of the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And this is, listen to this, praying at all times in the Spirit, with, and I'm going to add all kinds of prayer and supplication because that's the implication in the text. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. I'm just going to pause right there. Here in the midst of battle, Paul is saying to the church, this is how I want you guys to enact this. And you put on all of the spiritual, the spiritual armor, but he goes, I'm also calling you, so pray. Pray pray in the spirit and pray all kinds of prayers on all kinds of occasions. Thus what we're doing today. The journey is embarking on this beautiful union. It is a coming together. Um, And honestly, if I can be, um, yeah, I I believe it's a sign. I believe you guys coming together with LCF is a sign and a wonder, not only to Lisburn, but to the church at large. I believe that the, the, the spiritual dark principalities, this is a sign under them that there is a forcefully advancing kingdom alive and active in this area today. Because there's so much division within the church and there's so much division not only in the church, but in the nations of the world. We all know that. And so when the church says, you know what, we can find grace to come together and be one, a powerful statement in the heavenly realms. Okay? I believe this is a sign and wonder of what Jesus is doing more and more. He's bringing two churches into one. You guys again are all familiar with the prophetic story behind all of this. How Gary had just really had this impression and others that he was supposed to research Hezekiah's tunnel. And that story briefly was Hezekiah saw an enemy again coming down and he took his power and his authority, and he said, you know what? I think what we need to do is stop this, this, this water flowing out here because we don't want to have the enemy access, give the enemy access to that, because they would become stronger if they got it. So he goes, We're gonna dig a tunnel from one end of the city to the other. And they did, they accomplished that. We watched a video of it with, I think Matthew was there or whatever, a couple of weeks ago, right? But but the, the idea was this: is that there was two places. And when they come together, both carrying the water of God, but when they come together, there's going to be a flow, a greater flow than ever before. This is that picture that, that inspired what we are now getting ready to enter into next week. Okay? And, and so this is the prayer. This is the sign. This is the beautiful story of God working in, in our midst. Um, one final little funny thing I think that that's, it's, it's is good is 2 Kings 2020 actually references Hezekiah's tunnel. I just find it interesting that we are in the year of 2020 and Jesus just decides to, to do this. But pray about that if you will. <laughs> um, I'm not going to touch the marriage thing. We already kind of mentioned that. So here we, gonna, here we go. Uh, we're going to pray together. Um, first thing about when we pray together, I want to say this. Uh, Matthew 18, not the passage that we just read, Matthew 16, but Matthew 18 says this same thing again. It says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And then he says this, when I tell you that when two of you on earth agree in anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I will be. What's that sound like? Hey, in order for us to enact a a legislative and a law, there needs to be two or three people and witnesses to be able to say yes to it. It works the same way in heaven. So right now, as we say yes, here's what I want to do. As people are praying in your groups, I want you to listen and I want you to agree. Because when we agree, as long as the prayer isn't like cuckoo, okay, let's be honest, you know, or it's not according to the word of God, or if it's not God's heart, don't agree with that. But I'm going to guess that most of us in here will be able to to manage that pretty well. But when we give our agreement, it solidifies something in the heavens. So that's important. So as we pray, I want you to to, to agree. Um, I also want you to listen. As you're praying or other people are listening, listen. If the Lord gives you a scripture, a word, a, a picture, something, then I'm going to ask you to be bold and share what it is that you feel like the Lord's saying pertinent to what it is that we're praying about. Okay? So we're going to kind of, we're going to be very specific, but, but, but listen. So agree, listen, and then here's the thing that will release most of you. Pretty simple prayers. Some of you, and I just want to say if you're guests here, if you don't know the Lord, you can just sit and listen. Please don't feel like you have to like jump in on this. It might feel awkward or whatever. Even if you are a Christian and this feels a little awkward, I, I want to push you, if I can, and just say, listen, one of the greatest prayers ever recorded was, Lord, have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. And Jesus said, I respond to that, or my father responds to that over this guy babbling like crazy. Okay? Pray simple prayers doesn't have to be long. doesn't have to be elegant. We're not trying to impress anybody in here. So we're just going to release all of that right now in Jesus' name. Okay, you got it? Agree? Listen? Pray simple prayers. Reference Matthew 18, uh, verse 18 through 20, which wasn't the passage that we just read in Matthew 16, but it talks about that authoritative power of binding and loosing again. And it says this, um, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that truly, if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. That passage just really, really holds that governmental language again of two or three witnesses coming together in agreement to make something law, right? So again, this is connecting all the way back to to what we've discussed so far. So now we're gonna pray, okay? So again, a couple things that I just want you to do do as we pray is I want you to listen, okay? Um, I want you to listen as you're praying and God might give you a word or a picture or a scripture. And if they do, be bold and pray that out, okay? Um, the other thing is this, is your prayers don't need to monopolize the whole time. Let everyone pray. And um, and um, so God working in everybody has an opportunity to come out in this place. And then uh, finally there, just pray simple prayers. Um, one of the most powerful prayers prayed in the Bible was Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, have mercy on me. And Jesus said, I listen to that more than the guy babbling over there in the corner that's going on and on in their prayers, right? So God knows our heart. But, um, so again, we need to agree with each other when we pray. Let's listen together when we pray. And um, let's just pray good, simple prayers. Okay, so the first thing is this we want to pray about. Um, as LCF joins us permanently next Sunday, there will be a power, that there will be a powerful move of the Spirit among us. Acts chapter two gives us this picture of Jesus' followers in one place praying, waiting on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and overflowed into the streets and started the age of the ecclesia. This is what we are praying for. We are praying that as LCF comes, the water will flow, just as we talked about in Hezekiah's that there would be a powerful move of the Holy Spirit that would fall on us and just begin to flow out into the streets just like it did in Acts 2. So we want to pray for salvations. We want to pray for healing, freedom. We want to pray for revival. So go ahead and take a few minutes right now and pray for a powerful move of the Spirit among us as LCF joins us next Sunday. Okay. The second thing I want you guys um, to pray about is this, that love would be central in all of our lives as we seek to unite together with new people. And just as we referenced, it's like a marriage, it's like coming together, Uh, it's unique in that way. I wanna read to you the scripture out of 1 Corinthians 13 and let this inspire our hearts and our lives as we pray. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And Ephesians 5 verse 21 says, so submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So I'm gonna ask you guys to pray right now. Pray in your own hearts that love would prevail. That, that we'd have an attitude and heart of service and submission to those coming in. They're walking into new territory. For us, this is normal. So just like Jesus took a posture of serving and of love and giving of himself, we wanna do that through love and joy and peace and hospitality, not only next week, but, f- but from here on forth. God, may there be such a grace of love amongst us which unite us in the pure love of God. So go ahead and pray. that the the love of our lives and seek to unite the people together. Hey, if if you're still praying, you finish your prayer, okay? Don't, just someone else in the group listen. (laughs) Uh, The third thing that we want to pray about is this. um, That as a result of this merger, of this marriage, um, that there would be an overflow of blessing poured out across Lisbon, okay? This is similar to the first one, but, but I felt like the Lord said this specifically. Let's pray about these things. Jeremiah 29:7 says, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on his behalf for the welfare of the city. In the welfare of the city, you will find your welfare, okay? So here's what I feel like the Lord's saying for us to pray about because of this merger and f- specifically for the, the town or is it a city? Is Lisbon a city? City, okay. I'm still getting those things right. We're gonna pray for Lisbon, the city. And I want you to pray that there would be an overflow, that education systems would be touched. The financial systems would be revitalized in a, in a, in a beautiful way. That the government systems would be revitalized by the Spirit of God. That family units would become strong in the Lord. Pray for the other churches in Lisbon. Pray even for the arts and entertainment industry that exists in this city. That it would have a touch, that it would receive a touch from the Lord. Okay? So pray for the city. Pray for its welfare. And if there's something in that that I just mentioned about those facets of society, pray into that and just ask God to move. Go ahead. So Gary mentioned did a great job explaining to us 10,000 lives evangelistic program um, you know running over the next two months so we want to pray into that Um, again with LCF being a part of that this is a great way uh, to unify and do things together whenever you serve together whenever you're on mission together it has has a way of like uh, like like multiplying the the relational connect if you know what I'm talking about and so that's gonna be a beautiful opportunity Um, but but these two prayer points uh, I think are significant amongst everything else that God speaks to you When when Jesus looked on Jerusalem, he had compassion for Jerusalem because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. So listen to me. This is important. Because what Jesus is saying, is, when he says, pray that God would send out workers to get the harvest. That's what 10,000 lives is all about. 10,000 lives is a harvest, okay? It's God's harvest. It's a harvest for Jesus. But what he says, send out there, it actually means like a forcefully violent, like thrusting out. So he's like, I'm gonna just like pick them up and throw them in. Kind of like when you teach your kids how to swim and you're just like, you know, you just, it's like, it's like one of those, like just get in the water. That's kind of what he's saying, So I I just, I exhort you, I I encourage you, as this comes up, get in the, just jump in, okay? But if you want to pray a really bold prayer, pray this. God, send me into the harvest, okay? If you're willing to pray it, pray it. God, send me into the harvest. But let's pray that God would raise up workers and send them out specifically for 10,000 lives. In Revelation, he says uh, this, Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and a cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him, who sat on the cloud. And he said this, Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest on earth is ripe. Okay? So with your kids, pull them in. It's going to be a little... Different, that's okay. Jesus loves it all. But let's pray for a harvest to come out of ten thousand lives like Lisburn
1: has never seen before. Go ahead, and pray. Okay, folks. Just as we're finishing off, can we can we just focus on this gener- generational aspect of our vision? raising up a generation, just as the generations are together with the kids here, can we pray that as a result of what's going on with the LCF merge and what's going on with the 10,000 lives, that this will be the beginning of something special, of the healing of generations, the reconciliation of fathers to sons and sons to fathers, the healing of families, even the provision of I know there's even people waiting in this church. They're seeking God for um, a husband or wife. Even that all might begin to shift and move and that we might just see the Holy Spirit working in, in strengthening family units. We know the family unit is coming under so much attack in society today. That Just let's finish off with our kids, even put your hand on your kids and just pray for a healing of the generations, a breaking off of the generational curses and that there might be a real heart for family again in our city. Let's begin to pray that in closing then and I'll finish us off. So Lord, we just thank you for what has been released today from the body of Christ. Thank you for how Aaron so beautifully led us and we've exercised our authority in Christ. We thank you as a result of these prayers being released to you, O God, that already a difference is being made in our city, that atmospheres are shifting, that people are being intrigued who never thought about Christ before beginning to think about Him. We thank you, Lord, even as we pray today that you're healing families, that, Lord, you're releasing finance that we might be able to draw alongside our schools and bless them. Oh, God, we pray for every empty um, storefront, all of the empty units in the mall. We thank you recently, Lord, for hearing the sports director coming to Lisburn to the mall. We rejoice in that. And we pray, Lord, for every business. We pray, Lord, that you would um, pour out financial blessing upon them, that once again you would revive our city center. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will come in these days in a way that we've never seen you come before. Lord, we pray that as LCF and the Journey Church join next Sunday, that there will be released into the atmosphere of this city something that will spill over into every business, every community, and that you will bless every church and that there will be a unity in your church in this city like there's never been before, that we will unite together under the banner of Jesus laying aside badges and denominational tags Lord that we will focus on the cross and that we will see this city become heaven and earth let your spirit flow among the streets of our communities and come Lord Jesus and receive your reward and receive the glory that is due to your name and may what happens here in Lisburn spill over and touch the whole island of ireland lord north and south may we see a great ingathering gathering of souls may we see the church of jesus christ revived and may we all be drawn closer into your heart to fulfill your purposes and plans so we thank you for this day may your presence rest on us lord as we leave this place even in our conversation that we're about to have amongst ourselves, Lord, after this service. We give you glory, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you honor. And we thank you for today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.